1: With your MX card entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select not miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
2: Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the Global Number One Podcast The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
0: Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was good.
3: But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano.
0: Huh? Oh. Gene,
4: run!
5: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs in schools.
6: They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us
5: What is the first Disney movie that you can remember impacting your life?
7: I think it was Cinderella, which is hilarious if you know anything about the Cheetah Girls, because we talk about not wanting to be Cinderella. But like, <laughs> literally that movie was like, you can be anyone. Like, you, you can flourish into this beautiful world from like, working hard and being a good person. And, it, and the dress was just freaking gorgeous. I just needed that (laughs) dress in my life without being like, you know, just total, oh, it's all about being good people. The dress was awesome.
5: Okay. The dress was awesome. But how old were you when you saw it? Do you
7: remember? Really young, really young. You know what I watched the most was Kids Incorporated. That really probably was (laughs) what actually built what my dream of my life was going to be. Like I was like, I'm going to definitely find a diner that I can like work in and work. (laughs) the stage and do all of that that was like my goal
5: that's what kids incorporated that's right because we weren't even getting into the child labor laws the fact that these little kids were working at a diner (laughs) i know uh mine was mary poppins really mary poppins at four years old just changed the whole ball game for me first of all because i fell in love with julie andrews like right away how could you not how do you not exactly um, and then it was just, there was something so magical about th- everything in that movie. It was That's the thing Disney does is it captures this magic and it just throws it at you. It's incredible, yes. isn't it? It turns
7: cough medicine, yuck, into sugar. Like, okay, yeah. I'm down for that, for sure. I'm still down for that because I still have a hard time with cough
5: medicine, right? to be honest. <laughs> well, as adults now, we want to bring you back to that wonderful time. With our our show, our first episode of Magical oh, Rewind. I'm so excited. It's been a journey to get here. It has. But I'm so excited that we're
7: here. As soon as the idea hit, it was like just not just wanting to do an awesome podcast for everyone else, but selfishly getting the opportunity <laughs> to like watch these movies again yeah. and transform back into whoever I was. When I first watched it, right? Like when I was 13, watching Johnny Tsunami, when I was, you know, when we were watching Brink falling in love through the TV on Brink. Isn't that the best? Y'all know what I'm talking about on that.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Y'all know. I don't yet. I haven't seen Brink. I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) So, yes, welcome to Magical Rewind, the show that makes you want to grab your friends, your PJs, and your popcorn and go back to the time when all the houses were smart, the waves were tsunamis, and the high schools were all musical. We cannot wait yes. for you to join us, uh, because one of the things that we're realizing as we're we're watching all this stuff is that it's all generational, even within the decoms. The decoms you watched were different than the decoms I watched. They weren't even all decoms at the time. It, it's so strange. It's unbelievable, and we dive into that nostalgia. We yeah. are going to take
7: you back to the good old days
5: when we started this. I was. Really interested in just some of the kind of nuts and bolts of the, the wonderful world of Disney and Disney Channel original movies, which are what we're going to be watching. And so there were actually three different iterations of Disney Channel original movies. So they started in 1983 actually being called Disney Channel Premiere Films. Okay. So, again, I had no idea all the deep diving stuff that I'm doing. So, the, the Disney Channel premiere film started with something called Tiger Town, which I'm sure we'll eventually get to. Yes. Then they changed in 1997, they went to Disney Channel original movie Zoog Disney Channel Films. Okay. With a film called Northern Lights. Which, again, I'm sure we'll get into. And then they changed again to just the straight-up DCOMs that we know about. Right. So they keep kind of changing all the way around. And then when you add Wonderful World of Disney in, which we're also going to be doing, that starts in 1954 with uh, Walt's Wonderful World of Color. So if I've done my math correctly, and I look at all the films from the DCOMs and The Wonderful World of Disney's, we have 72 trillion movies to watch.
7: It's 72 trillion and four or five. <laughs> and
5: four and five. Right. And all the new Descendants movies that are still coming out. There you go. There, so, There's
7: about five or six
5: of those. So we've good. got some time, which is great. By the way, I'm Will And I'm Sabrina Bryan. And we are going to be your your guides uh, on this wonderful journey back to childhood. I'm so excited to see all this stuff. We think we picked a good one to get into it today. And we're going to start not with a decom, but with a wonderful world of Disney movie. I had not heard of this film before, uh, frankly. I didn't know anything about this. Apparently it's called My Date with the President's Daughter. Did I say that right? I
7: think you did, but I only saw it maybe 13 or 14 times, so I can't really honestly remember.
5: Okay, fair but, enough. Yeah, I watched it last night. There's a lot that's great with it. The the main <laughs> kid is adorable. Uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so we are doing My Date with the President's Daughter today. So excited. This People have been talking about this film recently more and more and more, and uh, fans are coming up all the time. This film has had a huge resurgence. I had not seen it in years i mean it's had to have been 20 years since i've seen this movie
7: right weirdly you have to go on youtube to find it right yeah, like you can't, you can't yes it's not it's not on disney plus
5: it's not anywhere it's just on youtube it's just yeah. on
7: youtube and there's a couple of things that i really want to talk about because i remember certain things actually watching it on the tv being a little bit clearer So I have a couple questions for you. Okay, okay?
5: fair enough. Well, first we'll get into the breakdown of the movie. So it debuted April 19th, 1998 on ABC. I remember it was a big resurgence of Wonderful World of Disney. We were so excited to be part of the Wonderful World of Disney world. Uh, So uh, very, very cool with that. It was directed by Alex Zam, uh, who was also one of the co-writers of the the film. He has a very long list of credits, but for uh, purposes of this podcast, the ones that we love that he directed were the 2021 version of Under Wraps and the 2022 sequel. Uh, He wrote this with William Robertson. Um, It's a 90-minute film. It was shot... All in Toronto. That's the other thing that people don't know is that we were not in Washington, D.C. We did nothing in Washington, D.C. We didn't do anything in L.A. We were all in Canada uh, the entire time that we were there. And I, of course, played Duncan Fletcher. I was joined by Elizabeth Arnois, who played the president's daughter, Hallie Richmond. Um, she was on Boy Meets World, which is where a lot of people who are listening to this may know her from. Uh, but if you did not watch Boy Meets World and you know her from my date with the president's daughter, you might also know her as Morgan Brody on over. 80 episodes of CSI but Elizabeth and I didn't get to work together on boy she was in a different scene she was in the a story with Ben to be honest when we did this film we weren't sure we'd even spoken to each other before Wow! So it was really cool. We got along very, very well. And we can get into all that as we uh, go farther. But it also starred Dabney Coleman as President Richmond. Dabney is 91 years old Ugh. and is a him. legendary love, actor.
7: Love, love, love him. Right?
5: I mean, just from 9 to 5 and War Games, which are two of his biggest ones. But for me, the one that I got to sit and talk to him about was a movie that was so important to me as a kid, Cloak and Dagger. Such an incredible film. he I don't know if you've seen it. If you have haven't, not. you should. It is just such a good movie. So got a chance to work with him. I've got some great Dabney Coleman stories for you too. And of yeah. course, Jay Thomas played uh, my dad. He was a two-time uh, Emmy winner for his work on Murphy Brown. He was also the Easter Bunny in Santa Claus 2 and 3. He was also uh, very well known for being uh, Carla's husband on Cheers, and Eddie LeBeck. And he uh, unfortunately uh, passed away in 2017 from cancer. He was a- another great guy. We had a lot of fun shooting the film. Uh, and
7: but- a legendary DJ. He was. He was yes. just is information that was unknown to me. Oh,
5: you didn't know that? Yeah. He was a big radio no, guy. Oh,
7: that is so awesome. So, yeah. Because he does. He has such a great voice. He does. So it totally made sense, but I did not know that. That's a great tidbit.
5: The synopsis of the film is, Duncan is just an ordinary high school student and aspiring magician, while having... Tally dreams an ordinary life, but is the daughter of the sitting U.S. president living with a high profile and rigid schedule. When Duncan meets Tally at the local mall, he nervously asks her to his school dance, unaware of her family situation. And when their date is ruined by the intrusive Secret Service agents, the young lovebirds cut loose for a night of mischief. I'm going to ask you just right off the bat. First impressions. What did you think of the movie?
7: So I already loved it. I was already a fan. It wasn't like I was watching it for the first time this this round. Okay. But I will say watching it again, I think I appreciated the like sentiment and the the teenage like love. I felt so bad for you. This Hallie chick could not have been worse for poor Duncan. Like, I just, you know, it's I, so true. I, I think when I was younger, I thought she was just so beautiful and so cool and like, yeah, like, get out there, like, cause ruckus, free yourself, girl. And this time around, I'm like, girl, calm down. What you're you want him to do? What? So it was a lot more of The perception I had like for her and being this like gorgeous, you know, just she's just like getting out, getting wild and like thinking that was so cool to being like, you need to cut it back. So I think my mama stuff kind of came into the mix a little (laughs) bit more on this time. However, I I did. I just loved it. I think I appreciated so much more of like the like heartfelt moments this time, you know, in a different way. It was awesome. I really loved it.
5: Okay, I well, I appreciate that. I
7: I liked there it. There are so many funny things that I cannot wait to talk about, though, because Will, you got it coming.
5: Oh no! First of all, we won't even get to the hair. We'll get to that later. But oh, we're um, getting into it. <laughs> no, the I, I liked it overall. I did. I you know I'm I, I'm very critical of myself and my performance. So I I thought the film I got better as the film went on, which is kind of unfortunate. It started. I was kind of big i thought really trying to push it at the very beginning but then All i had right. to remind myself it's like it's was it a wonderful world of disney it's supposed to be kind of a younger movie so i i got to be okay with it but i i totally agreed with you where i'm just watching kind of going wow she's a she's kind of toxic <laughs> as she's going a on. terrible terrible choice a terrible choice i mean it was yeah she she made some some decisions that were
7: that's yes, she great was pretty awful to you to be honest i was kind of like i would have rewrote the ending and been like you know what chick this was a great night not for me not for me not really for me. yeah no so not do like, you
5: think duncan could have done better okay duncan
7: could have i think he could have leveled up wow found someone a little bit more kind to him and like his poor his his poor dad's car like it just was she just really didn't care um I do have a question for you so
5: right off the bat okay sweet how was
7: your audition did you have to audition was this something you were on boy meets world and it was just like a way for them to transition you know that demo because uh, it wasn't sure. on the Disney channel right it yeah. was on ABC right well, how did that whole process go for you I think
5: I, I think you know we know how much Disney loves the synergy of using their their uh, fellow talent so yeah I think they wanted to keep it not only in the Disney family but the ABC family which makes sense mm-hmm. I did audition for this I, I wish I remembered more of the actual audition process the one thing I remembered most was meeting Alex Zam who was the director of the film okay. uh, Uh, and he and I getting, uh, getting along right off the bat. And one of the reasons is because I had done a little research on him and randomly when I was younger, I was at home back in Connecticut and I was watching, they did a, um, kind of a, I guess retrospective is not the right way. A a, a montage kind of, of a mashup, I guess I would say Okay. short films by young um, up and coming directors on HBO. And I fell in love with this short film about this little kid going to get his first haircut. And (laughs) I found out that Alex had done that. And just randomly here I am eight, nine years later in his film and gushing. Oh, I remember seeing, so he and I got along right from the get go. And then it was one of those auditions that I read for and didn't hear about for a while. And really? then right after that, you know, I think we finished the season of Boy, and right before the season was going to end, they said, "Hey, we want you to do the film, and we're we're shooting right away." And I'm just we ran up to Toronto, and of course, I'm thinking we're going to be in D.C. at least for some of it, uh, but we we weren't. We got on the plane and flew to Toronto, and everything you saw in Washington D.C. there was actually another country. Yeah, <laughs> another country. It was. It wasn't even another another city. I
7: will say though, I was very impressed with the white
5: house production
7: value the set I, right it, the set was wonderful
5: yeah i think so it was an actual replica it was a scaled down replica of the the entire white house interior and i think they built it for a wesley snipes movie called murder at 1600 okay which he's like a cop where i think diane lanes in it and they build this they the, you know a, there's a murder that takes place in the white house and he's a DC cop that has to come in and solve the case. And so they shot it in Toronto, and they built this entire replica set. So that's what the Oval Office looks like. It was, looked like the Resolute desk, and it looked like Ugh. the actual carpet and everything. So they redid the entire White House up there. And I remember just sitting in there, and one of my funniest stories was at the time I did this terrible Bill Clinton impression. And Entertainment Tonight came to interview us on the set, and I just stayed like, in my Bill Clinton the whole time no. like walking them around going you know oh yeah no welcome and this is ah oh, it's my desk and all this kind of I'm no. just playing some, and it was just a, just a terrible impression it doesn't sound anything like Bill Clinton but of course I thought I was amazing That's and um, awesome but it was it was a really cool set that we got you got to pop into the different rooms and uh, it looked like you were in the White House it was really really cool yeah. yeah I love it and then we shot a lot at night that was the other thing because it takes place kind of over one night it was, it was definitely an experience to shoot the film. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I
7: really love that set. And that set
5: really yeah. just instantly brings you into like, oh, okay. Yeah. It legitimized if it. If it was
7: like crummy, it would be like, yeah. ugh, here if we go. If it looked like
5: you a know? fake White House set, yes. yeah, it's not the it same it was thing. great. Yeah. I
7: really, I mean, if you instantly start thinking of where the character's at, how it would be to be them, or how they, how they are existing as like yeah. being the presidential family, the weight of that. And what it means. It instantly gets you. It does. Instantly.
5: Well, essentially, after we open up and we see the White House, we've established everything, the thing that then takes the film to a place where I still hear about it all the time is the opening song.
7: Yes. This theme song is perfection.
5: Well, it also it's perfect in a way that it's a jingle. Almost like a cartoon, like a like a commercial jingle yes. that you can't get out of your head. So it's you're driving down the street with this thing in your head. So it was a song obviously called My Date with the President's Daughter. It was done by the band, the Presidents of the United States of America. Um, and you know, they were big, I guess big in the 90s. They had a couple songs in the 90s that were hits. Um, Lump and Peaches were two of the songs that they were very, very well known for. Now I had heard. Originally, that this was the last song that they did as a band together, and then broke okay. up, and okay. now apparently uh, we have we have since been told that they then got back together, and were together until like 2015. Okay. So yeah, after the, I, my guess is with the unmitigated success of "My Date with the President's Daughter" theme song, they went on a tour somewhere. Like we're taking we're taking this and we're yes. going on a tour. <laughs> so. Just very briefly, enjoy this.
8: With the
5: and now it is stuck in your head forever, forever. for the next <laughs> for the next two days at least. So the song is not on any streaming service.
7: That was so surprising to me. I could not believe that. It's nowhere.
5: But that's why we think that people, a lot of people don't understand, and I'm just learning this myself, how tied in music rights are with film rights. So one of the reasons people think that, because everybody asked me, why isn't Disney Plus putting My Date with the President's Daughter on there? Why is there no My Date with the President's Daughter? And one of the possibilities is that The song is not licensed, so they can't put it up there. I mean, I guess they could cut it out at the beginning and put something else in or... It would be so missed. Right? It's like it's intertwined with the film.
7: But truly, nothing was ever put on a soundtrack of any sort that was original Disney Channel music until The Cheetah Girls. So that was like the first soundtrack of any... Movie that was made for the Disney Channel.
5: That's amazing.
7: You know, if they're creating music specifically for a movie that's on the channel, you're going to have a hard time finding it.
5: Yeah, so it happens occasionally, like Wonder Years, for instance. If you go and stream Wonder Years right now, they don't have their original opening title song. The, what would you do if I, that's gone because they don't, they couldn't license it. So now you go and stream it and it's something else. So I guess Disney plus could do that with my date, but they haven't, I think, because it's so intertwined.
7: Yeah. And I mean that same thing. I'm sure it feels different when you do watch wonder years, but
5: without the theme song. Yeah.
7: That song just, it just fumes. Like you can smell the 90s
5: with that it's, song. It, I know. It's
7: every it's everything that was big in the 90s with music in that era. Like it's true. it really is.
5: Um, the other thing that's v- that just very briefly while we're we're stuck on the music, one of the problems I had while watching this film is there are times the music is so loud that you can't hear the dialogue of the movie. I didn't notice that. Oh man, two or three of the car scenes. There's some sound issues. Now, I don't know if it's YouTube or it was part of it as the original. Edit of the film because I remember we went back and we dubbed a lot of this movie. Okay. So, like, one of my
7: questions for one of the scenes. Yes. So, the bus
5: scene for sure. All looped, all 100%. the entire thing, 100%. It was too loud and we 100% looped it. Most of the car stuff. looped so we had to go back in and rematch our our mouth flaps to fit our dialogue in there and so they at times also pumped up the music so you couldn't even really hear the dialogue the sound was a little strange okay um so that was one of the problems but it is
7: interesting to know whether or not that was because of how it's being streamed right now or is it from like original
5: Right, I don't, and I don't remember. Yeah. And somebody out there probably has an original DVD or original VHS and will be able to tell us, like, no, the mix was a lot better when you have the original. Drop
7: it in the comments, guys. Drop, Drop it, in, it, the it in the comments
5: and let us know. <laughs> um, one thing we are going to be doing every week is we're going to be doing something called real and random reviews. So these are actual reviews. Uh, we're going to do one positive review and <laughs> one negative review of every single movie that we found on the Internet. Now, again, keep in mind, these are real. We're not going to yes. change anything. We are not... Uh, you know we are we are just reading them as they are. Yes. We are the messengers. So which one do you want to do? Do you want to do want to do one or, or or good or bad this week? Up to you.
7: I think I think I want to do the bad one. You want
5: to do you want to do the bad one? Okay, yes, great. Like
7: it's it's hilarious.
5: Okay, so I will do the good one then. So the right. positive is from Bean two two four five two four eight, and it is ten out of ten stars. Thank you very much, Bean. Uh, And here's the review. I thought that this movie was an excellent movie for all ages to watch. I thought it was creative for the director to make the end the way it was with the security guards. I also liked that they put Hallie to buy a pink dress. I liked how (laughs) Duncan dropped all the hats on the floor at the mall where he met Hallie. Great review. Great review. Love that all the way around. You
7: love the pink dress as the rest of the teenage Americans of the time.
5: I love just drop the hats on the floor. Love it.
8: (laughs) What's the negative? Now the
7: (laughs) negative one. All right. Four out of ten stars, guys. This is not a good review. Will, I disagree with it. It's fine. No, I will take (laughs) it. Here's what it says. Eh. This movie isn't that great. There are a lot of mistakes in it, and it's cheesy. I got this movie for Christmas like five years ago, but for some reason, I never (laughs) have given it away. I guess it was just like... Poor Rainy Day, even though I only watch it like once a year. So you're still watching it once a year. Still watching it. Okay. I think it it was appropriate for the whole family, but Haley's dress was a bit unmodest, but certainly appropriate enough for family material. I mean, he's all, I'm (laughs) saying it's a he, maybe a she, I don't know, all over the place. And you're still watching it once a year. So (laughs) what's the problem? Like, if you don't like it, throw it away. Honestly. I love it.
5: I love it though. So funny. I love how they, it was, it is, it's appropriate for the whole family, but a bit unmodest, but certainly appropriate enough for family material. It's like, right. which, which, and one? I don't
7: like it, but I watch it once <sighs> a year. I mean, it's just all over the place. You know, hey, fair enough. You can have your own, Your own, it's fine. It's just, let's balance out, figure out where you actually sit with the movie because this does not seem that great.
5: I love that. And still four out of 10 stars, which I think is great. Um, it, th- th- this, we should talk about the dress.
7: I was just going to say, because the first one talks about the dress and the dress
5: became pretty iconic. iconic, No one knew. You never know when you're making a movie, what's the, what the thing is that's going to hook on people. And it's this dress, this pink dress has been everywhere. It's been all over social media lately. And I know that Elizabeth has talked about it. When
7: it came on the screen, I was like, oh,
5: the dress. Hey girl.
7: Hey, dress. There you are.
5: When you watched it as a kid, was the dress something that stuck out like right away? Yes.
7: It was like clueless outfits. Like really the yellow, you know, business dress outfit. Like, yes, it was, you had to find that dress. I loved that it was so simple. And she looked, like she said, everything she wanted to be, she looked hot.
5: She looked hot. She did. She looked great in this movie. And first of all, this is the other thing I haven't mentioned that we probably should. I thought Elizabeth was incredible in this movie. She was great. Yes. And stunning. Yeah. Stunning. She was stunning. But the acting in the movie, as I was watching it again, I just remember, I just looked at my wife. I was like, she's phenomenal. I mean, she was really, really good in this film. Again, the character... Lots of problems and red flags.
7: Sure. But she did a great job doing it. She sold it. It was great. I she thought did. She yeah. did awesome.
0: I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support
1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just
3: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
0: Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, what good?
3: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and the last star business. I understand
5: now, it's a wise man who marries a wiser
3: woman. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right.
5: You know, there was a thing online not too long ago where a woman claimed that she had found the dress. I was just going
7: to say, what happened to that dress? Like, what sometimes wardrobe history as it moves on finds another home, and it's like... An awesome story. So you found something.
5: Well, apparently what happened was it was on TikTok. So uh, a woman in 2021 apparently purchased the dress for $15 on Depop. Is that right? I think it's Depop. Okay. Um, And she noticed that she bought it because it looked like the dress from My Date with the President's Daughter. And then she looked at the barcode and the tag. It actually said Disney Pictures on it. So she thought that she had the original dress. So apparently then Elizabeth, and we'll let her tell the story down the line when, when we bring her on, but apparently then um, Elizabeth said, that's, I don't see how that's possible because I still have the dress. She thought she still had it. Ooh. And then there was a whole thing where she couldn't find it. Then she thought she found it. And then she remembered there were multiple versions of the dress. Of course there were. <laughs> right? Because again, we're kids. So, you know, it's, it's lunch break or whatever. We're going to spill something on ourselves. Well, so, yes. But on yeah. top
7: of that, that's you guys had, what, maybe two other pieces of wardrobe for the entire movie.
5: Yeah. I had that first suit that looked like it was 19 sizes too big.
7: Because it was. Because it was. But in your defense, that's how people wore suits back then.
5: It was also supposed to look like that. I think he's supposed to look it's his first date. He it didn't look like it was
7: supposed to look like what, you were, you borrowed your dad's maybe? Yeah,
5: like he couldn't dress yeah. himself. He did. That's why she has to dress him because, of course, what men love is when women change them. Um, so <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting thing. But, yeah, the whole dress became – so now we're not sure. We think maybe she has one of the many copies of the pink dress.
7: Yes, there had to have been multiple copies. Had to there was definitely not one. Right. And then when we talk about your gorgeous mane. Oh, it's,
5: it's pretty terrible. Was that your choice? That was my choice. My hair was always my choice.
7: That hair was your choice. Okay.
5: I looked like the Dutch boy at the beginning. It was terrible.
7: It was really bad. I think when you look back at it, you (laughs) might say that. But at the time, I mean, you should have had multiple contracts with different hair products.
5: Clear, or at least something, or at least one that handed me a brush because I had I had nothing at that. But it was like it just hung down like two drapes. There was
7: that's how it was. That's what the guys were doing. You looked like, I mean, (sighs) but you have great hair, so I think that it was it was wonderful. I mean, it it could have been gross. Some guys. Now, the way guys are wearing their hair and they're growing it out, and you're just like, you're not the one to do that. It's the wrong look, keep it clean, because your hair texture's not right. You're not the one. You oh, were the man. one. If
5: there was someone who was going to do it, well, it had to have been you, and I'm glad it
7: was, because it
5: looked amazing. You know, I had so much fun shooting this movie. Um, the things that I remember most from actually doing it, it, as funny as it is, the thing I remember most is working with Dabney, and I almost never got to work with him. But I just remember right. every chance that I had talking to him about war games or Cloak and Dagger. It was just, it was like that same kind of vibe I got from working with William Daniels. When you work with one of these kind of old school actors that have seen it all, done it all. I remember him telling me that he went to uh, VMI, the v- uh, Virginia Military Institute. He grew up very kind of uh, um, proper quote unquote, you know, he was taught to be, he he told me he was raised to, it was yes sir, no sir, that's, and sitting there absorbing his stories from old school Hollywood, it was just, it was a blast. Yeah. Well, you just, you were just like a sponge. Oh man, it's just the coolest thing in the world. But the actual shooting, when you are shooting anything night after night after night, your day is entirely flipped. Right. So it's nocturnal. Yeah. So you are going to bed, quote unquote, at six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. You're sleeping till two or three o'clock in the afternoon. You're waking up. You're having breakfast. Uh, You'll have, quote unquote, breakfast on the set at like five thirty at night because then you have to get ready because the second it gets dark enough, you start to shoot because the minute the sun starts to come up. And I mean the minute you, you have to be done. Because everybody knows it's no longer the middle of the night. So right. I just remember that. I remember our world flipped upside down. And then I have a, um, a great, great story. It's one of my favorite stories that has ever happened to me on any shoot I've ever done, ever. Okay. So it's 3 o'clock in the morning-ish. And I'm in my trailer. Elizabeth and I are having uh, dinner. And we're sitting there talking. We're going over the next scenes that we're going to do. We're all dressed in our outfit. And we're ready to go. And I'm about to go out on the set. And there's a knock on our trailer door. And I open it up. And it's Dave Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle is there with two of his friends. And he says, uh, hey, hey, what are you guys doing? And I recognized immediately from um, he had already been in Men in Tights. Uh, and I said, Oh, I, uh, Hey, I know you, you're in Robin. You were great. He goes, Oh, thanks. Uh, I said, we're shooting this movie. My date with the president he goes, Hey, thanks. Can I use your bathroom? <laughs> and I said, sure. And so he and his friends came in, he used the trailer bathroom. They sat down and we talked for like 45 minutes. He was up there shooting half baked and we just a completely talked completely different kind of movie than you guys were shooting. And we were doing a Disney movie <laughs> This and movie. he goes, he he just says, hey, thanks, guys. It was so nice meeting you. He shakes my hand and leaves. Three o'clock in the morning, the wow. streets of Toronto. Yes. Out of nowhere, Chappelle just shows up and uses our bathroom. It was, I, it was one of the strangest Hollywood moments I've ever had in my life. It was wow. just so bizarre. So I, that's the one I think I remember more than anything else from this shoot. You could have never prepped
7: yourself for that.
5: Man, that was fun.
7: Well, should we get back into the fax
5: machine? Oh, I love the fax machine. If we're taking it back in time, let's do the fact. Why don't you start with fact? Tell us what fax machine is.
7: All right. The fax machine, where we give you three and a half random facts about this movie you can either forever use at parties or, <laughs> let's be honest, immediately forget. It's up to you. And the half, well, this may or may not be true. It's out there online, but can't confirm.
5: Well, if I've if I've learned anything, it's that the internet does not lie.
7: All right. Though you guys were high school students in the movie, this is a fact that you guys were you were 21 and she yep. was
5: 18. That's true. Yeah, and it's also because, obviously, child labor laws, they want to work us at night. So if you're right. under the age of 18, you got to have supervision, you've got to have uh, uh, school. You can also work longer. Obviously, whenever they can cast adults to play kids, that's what they do.
7: You are probably going to know the, the reference to this movie, so you do the second one for sure.
5: Oh, I've got a great one with this, too. <laughs> so the movie that Duncan and Hallie are watching in the theater during their date night was called Class of Newcomb High, and it's from 1986, and it's a tromo movie. And so that was a company that made these great, um, toxic Avenger class of Nukem high kind of movies. And they are low budget slasher gore, funny high school, crazy kind of horror movies. And the thing that's so interesting is the first television show that I ever did in my life was a show on Nickelodeon called don't just sit there. And our prop guy was one of the stars of class of Newcomb high. So we bring it right back to the movie that we saw. There's a guy who gets poisoned. He's a nerd in school who gets poisoned, who starts throwing up all these lizards and stuff like that. And that was the guy who was our prop guy on Don't Just Sit There. So Class of Nukem High was the movie we were watching on our date. What's the third one? That she attacks you in. (laughs) Yeah, that (laughs) she she (laughs) attacks.
7: It was just so abrasive. Holy moly. Okay. (laughs) The third one was the gate attendant at the White House, who has a few lines, mm-hmm. is played by Ron Reagan, actual acting son of former President Ronald Reagan.
5: Yeah. Is that really true? Yes, that was Ron Reagan Jr. And I remember him coming in. Did you get to talk to him at all? I did. It was kind of cool. I mean, it was brief. Of course.
7: But how cool that he got. that. Yeah. that is That's pretty cool. Wasn't that neat? Right, because he not in not on that set but actually lived in the White House at yeah. some point like that's right? rad
5: it was a cool it was a cool thing that uh that brought him there and he was again couldn't have been nicer and you kind of i'm not big into politics so i wasn't talking to him about too much stuff but his father was also a legendary actor uh from back in the day so sure. you know not only was Ronald Reagan the president of the United States but you know old school actor uh so talking about kind of again the old school hollywood is something that i can do all night long. Did he actually act?
7: Did he, was he an actor at some he point? He was. Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
5: He was. He was um, I forget. He'd done other things. Um, but yes, he did, Ron Reagan okay. Jr. Was, was definitely an very actor. Very cool. And he was great. And he was really good. That's great. Yeah. And now the point .5. I'd love to do the point .5 if possible. You, you have to. Because this is very funny. The internet machine reports that TV's Topanga. Yes, Danielle Fishel auditioned for the part of Hallie. Now, here's the thing. I believe that 100%. I've met Danielle Fischel once or twice in my life. She and I have met before. I thought it was Danielle Fischel, but apparently it's pronounced (laughs) Fischel. She does not remember auditioning for this, but has said it is definitely a possibility, because if anybody knows Danielle, she doesn't remember much.
7: That is pretty hilarious that <laughs> that she may or may not know. She cannot, she cannot deny nor confirm. Right. she doesn't. She has no. She doesn't <laughs> has no
5: memory. But she's like it might be. But here's the thing: she's five years younger than me. I think so. If I'm 21, she's only what 16, 17 at the time. Right. So one of the reasons I'm guessing not only because Elizabeth was great, I'm sure Danielle would have been as well. But again, you would have then had a minor on the set, which would have been a whole nother thing. We won't even get into the fact that Danielle and I would have to kiss. And that would have been just totally weird.
7: So weird. Could you imagine?
5: No, I can't imagine that at all. What was the scene? You said there was a scene where you were like, I'm f- I'm finished with with Hallie. What was the scene? It's
7: the, it's the biker bar scene. The biker bar. First of all, she didn't help at all with that tire. Not one bit. <laughs> okay, I would not know what to do. But, well, I would at least stand there, maybe hold the nuts and the bolts, and just kind of okay. nothing.
5: Be helpful in some way. She didn't
7: help, clearly, because you turn around and she's gone again. And she's
5: gone, yeah. And
7: then you look around and she's in another bar, another place that she's way too young to be in. And I get that you're wanting to be wild and free, but calm it down, sister. Then you walk in. You have not just like – you're not even like camouflaging. I'm just going to sit here and have my soda, maybe my spike soda. I don't even care. You're not camouflaging at all. You are in the middle with your pink dress. (laughs) Shooting pool, creating a scene. Anyway, I don't are we gonna break it down? Are we breaking this down right now?
5: Do you want to break it down? Please break it down for me. Break the scene down. Break the scene down for me.
7: Why like why is no one noticing? Not one person notices the president of the United States daughter is in this bar. Not one.
5: Well, nobody notices that she's the president of the United States' daughter the entire night. Right. Nor do they notice the president of the United States. Later in the film. Right, that, yes. Which is, obviously, makes makes no sense whatsoever. But we're sticking with Hallie first. So nobody we're, notices that she's the President of the United States' daughter. No. But about 45 minutes into the movie, we end up in a biker bar. Uh, because, of course, that's like you do when you break down. Um <laughs> And so she goes in there in the the midst of everybody, not denigrating bikers. I'm sure bikers are wonderful people, but maybe not the safest place in the world for somebody to go in, uh, an underage person to go into one of these bars. Right. And like you said. Wearing just, that
7: pink dress. She knew what she was doing <laughs> with that pink dress. She knew it all along.
5: And so what, what's, what's the goal here for Hallie?
7: I experiencing something she knows that she most likely is never going to leave the White House ever again after this night. So like, let's go okay. for it all. I guess that's what it's got to be. Okay.
5: Is that a legitimate reason to throw yourself in the middle of a biker bar?
7: No, listen, <laughs> I, I was too scared to do. I mean, I'm not going to say I was an angel, but like sure. getting caught of stuff when I was growing up was like my, my mom and dad, everyone knew in the area that I grew up. So I, I couldn't imagine of like actually doing any of this. (laughs) No, of course it Without getting caught.
5: But you also, were you one of those people like me where it wasn't about getting in trouble? It was about disappointing your parents. You didn't want to disappoint your parents or did you not want to get into trouble?
7: I hate being in trouble.
5: Ah, Okay. And and
7: the part of it is, of course, the disappointment, but like just the actual moment that it happens and when it like, when your throat goes down (laughs) and out of your body, like you pee it out a little bit because it's just like so devastating. Yes. No, I hate it.
5: So you're a rule follower.
7: As much as I can be. Me too. And if, yeah, if I don't, too. I surely make sure that I'm not doing stuff like this where I'm obviously going to get caught. Like, no, I right. make better choices. If I'm going to do it, you got you to make better choices somewhere. Okay?
5: Well, can we go back? I mean, I don't mean to, to run back and we won't break down the scene entirely, but at the club alien scene. Yes. So this is pre-biker bar. Right, She has already shown right away that she will ditch Duncan to dance with Steve Ellinger, who, let's be honest, not the most dangerous looking guy, a little bit stiff, weird leather jacket.
7: Worst name for the hot guy, by the way. That is not a hot guy name. It's not? Steve? <laughs> Steve Finn, maybe. Maybe okay. Steven, but Steve, not saying, hey, Steve's out there, love you, much love. I'm sure there's hot Steve. Not Steve's. saying that, but I'm saying, like, any of the Steve's out there, I know if you got to choose your own name, it wouldn't have been Steve. You'd go for Duncan's hotter <laughs> than Steve.
5: But she just bails on Duncan whenever she wants to, to go off she with just, other dudes. But, Will. What? Oh, no. When
7: the bikers, or not the bikers, the truckers, that you – ran oh, over yes. their feet another time when they come up do you realize and you run around the corner you dropped her like a bad habit like oh
5: did you see how fast I ran it was dunking. you and- were out
7: and you were like looking <laughs> around the corner and I was like all right yay
5: yep at that point she was on her own as far as I was concerned hey and she
7: deserves <laughs> it I'm just saying it she was did, fast. did just drop her <laughs> like so My wife said the same thing. You were gone. It was like all you saw was your hair
5: whoosh and you
7: were out. That was it.
5: Yeah. And my wife said the same thing. She's like, wow, you just hid behind that guy. You didn't
7: grab her wrist, nothing. You
5: just (laughs) were out. Yep. That was it.
7: But it worked in your favor because this little like nemesis guy that was, you know, the vice president's son who's been annoying her and wanting to take her on dates. This is when she got to Get get him to be the person that got beat up versus you. So that's
5: great. A little payback. A little payback, which is good.
7: A little
5: payback, which is great. Okay. Now, here's the other thing I I found was was very interesting with with kind of their relationship. Is that a lot of times in these movies, in Disney Channel movies and or Wonderful World of Disney kind of movies... It's not till the very end that something happens that one of the characters reveals that they've been lying the whole time or they've been making something up. Whereas Duncan, as he's kind of going on through the movie, is saying, like, I lied to you. I'm not a rock climber. I lied to you. I don't do karate. I made—he even tells her, I made this bet. Like, he didn't have to tell her that. He could have just been like, let's go to the dance. And then, uh, to me, a typical Disney Channel movie is they go to the dance. At the dance, she finds out that he made this bet.
7: Yes, Duncan was very honest. He was honest, you know. He was an honest guy. First of all, the the lie, he really exposed the whole lie where he really only lied about that part of her being with him being with the president's daughter. Right. His friends didn't even know that.
5: Yeah, his original bet was just fifty dollars to bring a girl. Right. He could have just shown up with a girl. Just any and girl. And he could have met somebody at that biker and bar. He could
7: have just kind of halfway told the truth. For some reason, Duncan is kind of dumb and says the whole thing to really piss her off.
5: He does well because he's he's the honest character he's of the a film. Good
7: guy, he's so see she was awful. <laughs> she was awful to him.
5: Okay, wait. Is Hallie your least favorite character of the film? Then no. Who's your least? Who's your least favorite character of the film? Because I know mine right away.
7: Mine would be your little sister. Thank you, the little sister who just and eats. And I feel bad because I'm sure she's a great actress. So I, you know, I have to always backpedal it's and stuff like character. that. But the character, it's the character. Yes, was so unnecessary. And all throughout the movie, I kept going. Here are my questions: Why at your at your parents' business party that they're having at their their house are you in a nightgown? Right. Why do you keep eating all of these appetizers? Yeah why are you now at the benefit? Why are you at the benefit? You should have, why did your parents not get you a sitter? Like we're going to go take care of what's going on with your brother. Here's a sitter.
8: What happened with the 90
7: people at the house? Right. Exactly. They're all gone. Someone could have watched her. Why is she there? Like it just kind of was like, and I kept, again, she's one of those characters you keep thinking because she keeps popping up. There's going to be a reason she's going to save the day. She's going to do this. She really only kind of just had these sarcastic little funny things that weren't that funny and
5: kind of annoying. And again, I don't blame her. The actress, I'm sure she it was the character, totally the character. Just didn't understand.
7: And then I feel like the other characters that kind of had more than what was necessary were the two that stole the car.
8: Yeah. They were however they
7: did combine your sister and the the thief, and they both nicknamed. The president of the United States, Mr. P.
5: Yeah, it, you're right. I didn't, I didn't notice that. They both gave him that nickname. And
7: that was, it was so strange to me. Uh, it just didn't make sense. So, like but unfortunately, yeah, it was your little sister. I think you could have been an only child.
5: <laughs> an, only, an only child with, with a different date. That's yes. what you're saying. It's a, yeah. it's a whole different movie. You could have been. Okay. So the other question, did you not like the leather jacket I was in? Or did you like the leather jacket I was in? Because you never actually addressed that.
7: I felt like the leather jacket was like super appropriate for the time.
5: Okay, okay, good. So then you liked the yeah, leather jacket. I,
7: I assumed, like, like I'm gonna, you know, be honest. I really wasn't going out much in 1998, like that much, but I do remember there being lots of leather jackets in fashion. So I just took it as that. Okay. What I thought about the whole time is, man, I wonder if he got to pick this leather jacket that he probably wore for like five months.
5: Yeah. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Every day for five months. Didn't pick the leather jacket. No idea where that leather jacket is. And certainly not nearly as iconic. As the pink dress? No,
7: because it just looked like a, you know a normal leather jacket. It wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't a standout piece, but it was great. Your hair was more of a standout piece than that.
5: I think that's probably true. Um, one uh, now, when we get to later in the film, one of the scenes that people talk about all the time as well is the kissing scene, where we're in front of the Lincoln Memorial, and again, because it's streaming on on YouTube, I do not know how different it it looked back in the day.
7: Yes, but
5: wow, it looked fake. And of course it was, but it looked, re- it wasn't so bad when we were on the steps and the Lincoln Memorial was behind us. But when it cut to the other angle and it's the reflection pool, it, it looked like it was paint by numbers. Like It okay. looked really bad.
7: I am a little <laughs> embarrassed right now because when you were in front of it, I was like, oh my gosh. Because that was one of my questions. Like, did it shoot in D.C.? And then I was like, oh, Oh my gosh! It did. They he got to do a scene in front of the Lincoln. Oh my! Wow! Wow! Did you really? I you was thought was it was real it on the phone. I the first time I watched it, I was watching it on a phone. When I streamed it on my TV on on YouTube, different. <laughs> but when I, I <laughs> I'm embarrassed right now because you thought it looked so fake, and I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty cool." I will say it didn't look as great when it went back, but I was like, "I mean." But yes, I fully was like, wow, Will, I can't wait to see. Oh my gosh, what else did you do that day? Like, do you remember the day that you got to? That's pretty epic. I can't imagine they allow very many people to just film in front of that. Like, You know that
5: Jaws and E.T. were robots, right? Those were fake.
7: (laughs) I know, I set for that. But again, I was watching it on my phone. When I watched it on the TV. Fair enough. Then it was. But on the phone, I was like, Wow. I mean, okay, now I feel pretty awesome right now. Can we move on? There's got to be something to move on quickly.
5: That is my favorite thing ever.
8: As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important Stair Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, Stair Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
4: Hi, checking in for.
1: Or the perfect table.
4: Hey, where are you? Coming!
1: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
4: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
1: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
1: My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work
2: towards it.
4: Sham scam, beware! Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I was going to say one thing because I wanted to bring this up, and, I, and this was something that I very rarely notice, but I noticed and I really liked. The kiss. Sometimes the kisses in these teen movies go a little too far or they're a little too fake. It's one of the two. It's never—and I thought our kiss was actually very nice. I thought it was—it wasn't too long. It wasn't too passionate. It wasn't too crazy. It wasn't cold. It was like a real kind of first kiss, and it's because I also realized— that's the only time Elizabeth and I ever kissed. So it was our was it a first and only wonder? kiss. Uh, no, I think we probably did it from both angles. Okay. Um, but it was. Did it
7: feel awkward? Do you remember it? I did, no. it as, I did a kissing scene once. You've only done one
5: kissing scene? Twice? Only I've done it
7: twice. Once as a cheetah girl and then twice as like being able to do it as like an adult. Okay. I didn't like either of those experiences, I'll be honest. It was Okay. Bleh. Yeah. There's so many people. It's so weird. It felt. I felt like I was in junior high doing the first Kiss again because so many people were watching. It was wow. like weird. But so couple angles for you, right? Yeah. Okay. However, the hug immediately, it was like kiss. The hug was, was like, weird.
5: Yeah, the hug was weird. Like it yeah, was the, like a it was
7: like don't want to hug you. That was yeah. awkward. Okay, see you later. Like, which is so sad. strange
5: because the kiss yeah, cause was the nice kiss was but great. the hug was not. The yeah. hug
7: was awkward. It was yeah. it was kind of like Yeah. You almost hand. Sh- you did a handshake or a yeah, high five. Yeah, kind of,
5: yeah. <laughs> well, again, I'm still wondering if I want to date this girl after everything she's put me through.
7: Well, that's where I was going. Like, maybe so. you were like, okay, I want to kiss because obviously she's a she's good-looking girl. Now I get some clout with my friends, but I'm not really quite sure about you anymore.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which would have been w- fair. On Boy Meets World, we we kissed a different girl, like, every week. So th- by that true. point, kissing... What your
7: character did. Well,
5: and, ra- and writers, Um, And and Danielle and Ben were making out for, and then Ryder and Trina were made. I mean, there was so much kissing on our show. There was
7: a lot of kissing.
5: A ton of face sucking on our show. Man, okay. Yeah, so that, I was just used to it.
7: All right, so then you have that big ending scene with Dabney Coleman. Outside the school, he arrives in this limo. Everyone instantly knows something big's gonna happen. They probably have no idea really, that the president of the United States just called you out of class.
5: But it was, uh, that was just the two of us together. And it was amazing. And we were outside of an actual school where we shot all that. that was, so all the stuff we shot inside the school was actually in a school. And th- this was the real front of the school. And he pulls up in the limo. And we got to do a scene, just the two of us. And it leads to another great story that I have. It's my it, It's a, a fun Dabney Coleman story. So we finished the film it comes out it does it people loved it maybe about 8 or 9 years later i am on the warner brothers lot i'm there for something i forget what it was i think it was an audition something like that and i'm walking past uh, a bank of trailers and i look inside as i'm walking by and there's dabney in one of the trailers he's eating his lunch and i walk past and i stopped and i went no i have to i have to say something to him i have to just say hi i won't bother him And so I knocked on, the door was open. I knocked kind of on the the precipice of the door and I said, uh, excuse me, Mr. Coleman. um, I don't mean to interrupt you. He looked over as as if I was some PA or somebody coming to pick him up to get him to the set. Right. And I said, I don't know if you remember this, but my name is Will Friedle and we did this movie called. And he went, my date with the president's daughter, Will, how are you getting here? Oh, that's, and he invited uh, me into his trailer and I sat down and again like the Dave Chappelle thing we talked for like a half an hour as he was eating his lunch asking yes. me how I was doing oh man how much fun was it to 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 work on that film and he just could not have been a nicer it was such a wonderful experience so that was the guy he was he was had that gravitas about him incredible actor who had done these amazing things but was also this giving actor he was kind it was totally cool. So that was one of my favorite. That's like, even with working with him, that moment of sitting in his trailer and just talking about the film is like my favorite Dabney Coleman moment. It was so cool.
7: Uh, And you know what? He probably, he seems like just hearing these few stories about him from you, he probably would have been so upset if he found out later on that (laughs) you walked by and didn't say hi, right? Right. Like how many times do you get to be on set working and See other people like you go and you, you know, even though you guys didn't have like a crazy relationship type filming together all the time, you were part of a great movie and then you go off and you don't, you don't get to see a lot of people all the time that you work with.
5: If ever again.
7: If ever, absolutely, and it—it's not like there was social media back then where no. you can like click and like and kind of stay connected. It's like he probably would have been so bombed, being like, "What? We'll just walk by," like you know, it's,
5: like it was so cool. It was wow. so, but yeah, I mean, I haven't seen. Elizabeth since oh
7: I cannot wait. so
5: again this was 1997 so this
7: interview is gonna be oh my god yeah
5: I mean when we this will be the first time we'll be we'll speak in person or even ever I think since the film ended wow. so we did the press stuff and that was it I haven't seen yeah. her since so
7: again like That's how it works it's, so it's just sad. how the industry is it's you know you work 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 you move on to the next thing and yeah but speaking wow. of
5: next thing all right we've got a great segment that we're calling What's Next. And it's where you and I (laughs) are going to work together to figure out, after the film... What happened to the main characters? Uh, like, did they stay together? Did they break up? What, I mean, Okay, so the film ends. We get to go on another great date. There's the great ending where the music swells again. And you hear me say, man, I, I can't believe we got a chance to do this again. Your dad's a great guy. And the car pulls out. It's instantly flanked and surrounded by Secret Service black vehicles. And then a helicopter flies overhead while the My Date with the President's Daughter theme song plays. Epic. Awesome. Amazing. What happens the next day? Now, I know you seem to think that he's dropped her like a hot... Is she back in the biker bar? What what happens?
7: (laughs) No, I think by the end of the movie when she's finally seen you, I think the biker bar actually did open her eyes a little bit to the magician in you. That (laughs) magic that you just... I've got the magic in me. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Exactly. It's that. You know, then after you save her from her terrible decision to get on a bike with Steve. <laughs> the way you say Steve? And then you save her from that. And and you expose, by the way, you expose your Michael Jackson socks that you were wearing that nobody knew until you fell on the grass. My what?
5: <laughs> yeah. What are Michael Jackson... You can't just throw that I out. White socks
7: on with your dress shoe. Oh, is
5: that what he would wear? You
7: roll when he tosses you. By the way, I... I was nervous for you because you you really got tossed around.
5: I got to do stunt stuff. It was great.
7: I was going to ask you, stunt double or no? No,
5: that was me. All, okay. me. all me thrown everywhere. It was so cool.
7: Well, that was awesome. You did a great job. Thank you. When you do the final roll to the grass, you expose these bright white socks with yes. your dress shoes. It was a great moment.
5: It was awesome. <laughs> I love that.
7: So anyways, the, you definitely did that. However, Okay. She decides to grab the helmet, goes home. So by the time you guys get to the movie, I do think she's now seen your worth and okay. and that this is the kind of guy that you really can can have this life cuz again, does the president does he get reelected?
5: See, I think he doesn't get reelected. Or she's
7: still stuck in this role of being the president's daughter anymore?
5: Who knows. I think
7: he does.
5: Right. You think he gets reelected? I think yeah. he loses the election and Duncan starts dating Olsen's daughter next. Oh. God. Who was the <laughs> one he was running against. That that's what I that think happens brutal. there. That's that's what happens. You find out that Duncan is actually this weird sociopath that just wants and, to date president's yeah, daughter. He's got a
7: list. He's he's like,
5: actually thirty-eight. <laughs>
7: Here's my list. <laughs> <laughs>
5: exactly. Very <laughs> strange. He's dated them all, Chelsea Clinton, you name it, he's been out with them.
7: Oh man. This movie could have really been built around Chelsea Clinton, right?
5: Well, I think that's kind of was the vibe because this was yeah. 97.
7: Yeah, yes. so this is yeah. this
5: is P Clinton. So yeah, I think, think be- I think that's I think she was kind of the model of what it was. This the didn't have any brothers or sisters, so right. you're going through it alone. Only child. Yeah, yeah. stuck yeah. in a thing you're everywhere you go is public.
7: Yeah. By yourself, no one anywhere near your age to understand anything.
5: Exactly. Like, right? It's got So yeah, I think they modeled it after her, but
7: that's interesting. And so yes, I believe she finally grew herself into the person that was worthy of Duncan. That's where
5: I am at. So it's her growth story. I like that. Now she's worthy of
0: Duncan. I like that. I'll take Yeah. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support
3: is choosing the right travel partner.
0: Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it.
3: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with.
5: So you hide the books, Gene. and last on the business. I understand now. This a wise man. Is a wiser woman.
3: But be careful and choose your travel partner well because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas.
8: Get down! <laughs>
4: Sham. Scam. Beware. Listen to Season 2 of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I have a game. Yes. That we're going to be playing every week that's called... Add a Mori, and okay, let's say that you want to add a member of the Disney Legend family, the Maoris. Whether it be Tia, Tamara, or Taj, one or all. Wait, but we have to. Add, yeah,
7: isn't it Maori? Tia and
5: see, I thought Maori? that too. But recently, I saw an interview that they did where I think it's Tia who says it's actually Mori, Oh, which uh, so upsets me because I worked with Taj for years on <laughs> Kim Possible, and I hate to think that I was mispronouncing his name all the time. I just, I just think of everybody who has been calling me Friedel. And I know that right? it's like you, you don't want to correct them. So I hate to think I've been mispronouncing <laughs> this name, but apparently it's more Wow. Right? We've all been wrong. And apparently, I, I think they, they know better than we do. Well, now so they appreciate
7: is, us, obviously, on this podcast yeah. correcting everyone.
5: So what we're going to do is the Disney legend, the Maury's. Of course, we're talking about, uh, you know, Tia, Tamara, and Taj. Mm-hmm. If you had to add to this film one or all of them, How do you add Amori to my date with the president's daughter?
7: This is tough.
5: And I've got something. You do. Okay. Okay. So I think what could have been interesting is adding at least one scene, if not two, where Hallie actually has a best friend on the outside. Mm. And it's either Tia or Tamara. Okay. And whether you do it through phone calls or they meet at the mall, like maybe she's kind of helping her do some of the stuff she needs to do. Like, I can help you get away from the Secret Service. Because the Secret Service in this film shouldn't be protecting a bottle of milk, let alone the president of the United States of America. It's it's horrifying to watch the the greatest, uh, the literally the greatest armed bodyguards in the history of the world reduced to the president's daughter movie. This was not not a, not a good look for them. No. So I think you know maybe making it a little more difficult to get away from them, and she has somebody in the outside who's kind of helping her. Like she reaches under the the the. The chair at the movie theater, and there's like something there for her that Tia left her that could like help her get out.
0: Wow! Wow! Like
5: something like that could be like a cool Ooh. kind of way okay. to incorporate. That's how I would add a Maori. How about you?
7: For me, I would add an adult Maori and Tia Tamara, an adult, Tira, Tamera, an adult okay. one. Yeah, right. Like yeah. as they are now. Yeah, because I love them. I love them. Oh yeah, like,
5: that's why we want to awesome. add them to every film we can. Exactly. That's the point.
7: And he, she. One of them would have been a campaign manager, the campaign manager, a woman campaign manager. Nice. Get me? Now, Taj, though, stays little. I like Taj little (laughs) and dorky. I like him to be... Like that little dorky character, and he would have had some funny, just a cameo in the oh uh, CD store in the CD store. Would have had a funny, awesome like moment there. It would add to be a little bit of an extra or extended scene, but that's where he would have been
5: for me. Interesting. I would have had him as a little kid walk in and slap the snacks out of that girl's hand and just go, (laughs) "Stop it!" and walk out. (laughs) That would have been it.
7: Cut it out.
5: (laughs) It out Well, so, okay, one of the things that I've noticed as you and I are becoming better and better friends is that, and this is a perfect example of of the way you were pointing stuff out in the mall that I never would have seen, is that Sabrina sees things that I don't see. So we have a a segment here we're doing that's just called Sabrina Sees. (laughs) Sabrina, what did you see in this movie that uh, I'm sure I did not? Because uh, I think these are important.
7: Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that we are becoming better and better friends because yeah. I will say that it was hard to pick it apart just because I, obviously this is all fun. It's not supposed to be offensive. Do what you got to do. I know how it is to watch yourself. So it's yeah. like you pick everything apart. You know, I was kind of like, oh, he's probably seen this. He's probably seen that. This is the first one is going to go back to that gorgeous, Gorgeous head of hair you got. So that this is this is a tribute to that. You basically shot two hair commercials during this movie, and I didn't know if you knew that. You should have definitely had a sponsorship, as I said earlier. I did. Yes, two full blown. I mean, it looked like there was a wind machine. You look like (laughs) Beyonce. You were selling the luscious locks, the everything. The first one happens right after. The car gets stolen. Okay. You're out in the middle of the street. You're looking this way. You're looking this way. You're looking behind you. You're looking to the, the whole time your hair, <laughs> is swishing, swashing. And then Hallie is like, oh no, you're not taking this away from me. I'm looking this way too. So it was blonde and brunette and blonde. I mean, it is like <laughs> hair everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Right. And you guys okay. are just trying to figure out how this just happened to you. Um, that's the first one. The second one is right after you were on TV and now you're running from the agents. The agents have actually finally found you. And well, you because guys- we went to where they are. Yes, you went to exactly where they would be. You got on a camera, which is definitely being shown on TV. Yep. Expose yourself. Now they see you. And Gotta go. Shot. You right. start running, and the way, and you're not doing it. It just happened to be that your both of your, hair, I mean, her blonde locks are swinging. Yours are swinging. I mean, it's the it's part two of your commercial. Like I said, two different two different times. It was pretty magical. Like oh, both times it was just so much hair, and just had to be, I, I hope everyone really gets a chance to go watch this and see how gorgeous and how, again, you should have been sponsored by Pantene Pro-V. That was probably, that was big. When that was a big one back Vidal then. Sassun, oh, Sas- Vidal
5: Sassoon. Yes. I mean,
7: that, that had it all over. If, if okay. this was happening now, it would have been. I mean, okay. if not for the movie, definitely for
5: your Instagram, right? Okay, love that.
7: The second is I don't know if you know this or not, but you got engaged twice during this movie.
5: I got engaged
7: twice? What? Yes. So you it have it starts off in the beginning of the movie where you had like it was like a little gumball game thing where you grab this ring. Yeah, and you see this ring that like has a little hologram, the eye opens and closes, right? A little
5: winking at you, yeah.
7: Then you guys have this horrific night. Hallie has completely treated you like garbage, and you have still stuck with her because Duncan, again, I keep saying you too. That's Duncan fine. Duncan has still stuck with her, and good guy. She, and he's just a great guy. Yeah. You go up on the rooftop. You admit that you have no experience in any of the things that you've told her that you have. He's you're honest. An expert on you are being honest, and then you bring out this ring. Yeah, which was cute. And, you know, especially I think a lot of girls can either say their friend or them got like a like a little promise ring or a ring from a boy at some point. But she legit puts it on her ring finger, her engagement ring
5: finger. Does she really? Right
7: on. Yes. <laughs> I rewind it multiple times. <laughs> To see that, yes, she in fact puts it right there and then she's playing with it as you guys are dancing. She's excited because she's engaged. She's only known this guy for one day <laughs> and it's wonderful. He then tells her about the thing and then, boom, ring she is off. It. Yeah, throws she throws it in it. your face. Engagement is over. Wow.
5: When do we get engaged again? In front of the, in front of the iconic <laughs> Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> in front of the real Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> you
7: pull the ring back out and propose to her yet another time. And she
4: puts it right back right. on
7: her ring finger. I'm like, guys, these kids are kids and they're getting engaged. So you got engaged twice. That okay. was so congratulations
5: to Duncan. Well, with all the hair commercial money, we're going to be living well. We're living the dream. Now we come down to it. Uh, let's rate the film again. Let's. What are we doing it on a scale of one to 10?
7: I think one to 10 is a great rating.
5: And again, we're, this is our first episode, our first movie ever. So this, it's difficult to just throw it out. Let's do, let's, say, let's call it one to ten pink dresses. One to one, ten one pink, pink dresses. This one is One pink dress is, is a bad movie. Ten pink dresses is a night at a biker bar. <laughs> one to ten pink dresses. And it's so difficult because we have nothing to compare it to. Right.
7: First movie we've, we've done. So How
5: many pink dresses do you give it?
7: You know, I, again, not to, you know, just because you're my boy and I don't want to pump I you know. up too much. No, I get you. But I would honestly, and I, you know, I can't, I, I'm too fickle to do just solid numbers. I need a 0.5 sure. option. Of course. I really think, I, you know what? I'm not even, I'm going to go a nine. I think we
5: hit it. Really? You're going to go with a nine? Yes.
7: I don't, because I don't know what really, when it's a movie about this, it's about young love. It's a, you know, a rom-com, like on the channel, there's got to be that little cheese factor. You know what I mean? Sure. To me, it had all of the right formula to make a really great rom-com for the family.
5: That's impressive. I, I am more reserved in my of myself, just because right. it's like my, looking at my own performance. Obviously, I have trouble grading it super high because I know I as an actor, you just want to go back and oh, I want to do that scene again or oh, I want to do. Oh, I wish I could rewrite this one thing. But I still think it still think it was good. I do. Yeah. I think it was a good movie. Good. I think it was a good family movie. Um, I think, again, the pink dress iconic, the theme song, totally iconic. Um, I think it moved well.
8: Uh, you know it yes. wasn't
5: it didn't wasn't dragging i didn't sat sit there kind of going like man this movie's taking forever which is important um, yes i am going to go i'm going to take your 0.5 and i'm going to go 7.5 for this all movie all right yes um, and i'm I only going to allow
7: you to do that because i know what we're going to do yes i'm going to have to do this and i'm yeah. going to give it like a 4
5: that, right, and I'm going to be like, you're crazy because it's great. So,
7: so I'll let you do the 7.5. Okay,
5: I'm going to use seven and a half pink dresses, although okay. the dress is so small. Okay, and I'm a solid nine. Yeah, the dress is so small, I don't know how you get a half it a dress is. out of that. it because is. Because it's already half a dress, but it is iconic. Well, that's it. Yes. That's our first one in the books, and we started with a doozy. We started with... My Date with the President's Daughter from 1998, a film that is near and dear to my heart. I'm so glad I got a chance to watch it again. I'm so glad you and I got to break this down together because I love hearing, A, that you watched it back in the day. Yes. Um, and how? so how it's changed from when you were a kid to now was super cool to hear. I love—that's awesome. I think that's really, really cool. Um, next week, do I get to announce what we're doing next week, or would you like to announce— the movie that we're doing next week. What would you like to do there, Sabrina?
7: I mean, I would, I guess I'll take it. I think you should. You know what? This franchise means a lot to me. Um, And it's my turn to watch The Cheetah Girls. Yes. Or the original OG Cheetah Girls first movie, I will say I have not watched this in a very long time,
5: Okay, partially
7: because, you know, it's hard to watch yourself without
5: critiquing
7: it. But I will say my daughter has definitely seen all of the little music videos that we do in the first one, especially the end finale. She definitely knows that song. So it's been kind of cool in that way. But you can see this on Disney Plus. And let's get some growl power going.
5: Okay, Okay. well, we're going to have to get into all this next week. So
7: you're going to have to let me know what you think about the Cheetah Girls, the fastest feline and the Jiggy Jungle.
5: (laughs) I am already so looking forward to this. I cannot wait to be there in the next episode. And hopefully you are all going to be there with us for the next episode, too, as we do the Cheetah Girls. I cannot wait for my first time ever. Thank you so much for joining us for episode one of Magical Rewind. Uh, oh, it's been such a journey to get here. We're so glad. And we're hoping you're going to join us in the future because we're going to have a lot of fun. If you want to hit us up, make sure you go to at magical rewind pod. That is on Instagram. Let us know what movies you want us to do, because we're as you can tell, we're going out of order. We're just going to be yeah. picking new ones, old ones, even if it's the worst one on
7: your list. Shout it out. We want to watch it. We want to watch. Everything. Everything.
5: We're here with you. Hopefully you're here with us. And don't forget, we're sitting here watching movies. We're not watching films. So join us next week. Bye.
3: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
0: Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was good?
3: But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze Americano!
4: Huh? Oh! Gene, run.
3: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the
5: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie.